Dear Kelvin, with only 20 months of the chief executive's seven-year term remaining, he is due to deliver his penultimate policy address the coming Wednesday. It will probably be the last policy address to be delivered in the current Legislative Council building, a hundred-year-old heritage building dignified with the statue of famous atop. Mr. Donald Jung himself emphasized that he would not be a lame duck. Yet, in contrary to what he pledged in his re-election platform in 2007, little has ever been done to make our society less unfair and unjust. Not just Mr. Deng and his government is not responsive to people's need. The underlying real problem is that his government does not hold itself responsible to the underprivileged, people who have no say in the selection of the chief executive. Take the minimum wage as example. With the proposed level as low as twenty-eight dollars per hour, as reported, our grassroots citizens are not able to make ends meet. The wage level will be so low that people are made to work more than sixty hours a week, but still cannot manage to earn the basic cost of living to support the family. Mr. Zhang talked of combating poverty in his election platform in 2007. However, there is no sign that our Gini coefficient will ever go down. Even worse is that the rocketing property price is pushing more and more people in the lower middle class into poverty. Instead of a worrying M-shaped society, we are going for an alarming U-shaped society, with few people taking control of wealth distribution through their economic and political power, a thinning middle class, and a huge size of underprivileged. In fact, combating poverty is among the top priorities in many developed societies. In many countries, campaigns with the bold slogan "Make Poverty History" have been taking place for years. In addition, laws are enacted to protect the rights of the underprivileged, from children, women, exploited workers, sexual orientation minorities to ethnic minorities. But Hong Kong is lagging far behind. In a meeting with the chief executive on the coming policy address, I propose to increase the supply of public housing, and to relax the limit on family income of the applicant, that more people could be relieved from costly housing in the market. It is intended to allow our lower class and lower middle class citizens to save on housing costs and could spare the money for education for the children, and save for retirement plan. This had, in fact, been the policy for decades. To relieve ordinary citizens from the heavy burden of housing since the time of Murray Matlehos, rather than assisting grassroots citizens on the cost of basic housing need, which makes up more than 50% of the family income, Mr. Zhang and his government resort instead to one-off actions such as rebate to electricity bills and to property rates, without any long-term policy. The government and the society as a whole would have to spend a lot more effort, and not to mention money, to deal with many, many social, juvenile, and family problems. On education, I propose to provide subsidies to parents so that their children can take part in arts and sports activity in an early age. This is important to equip our young generation to fight hardships in life, to cope with failure, to have better concentration, and to strive for excellence. With such training, they will be effective learner in any other subjects. Furthermore, aesthetic education is particularly necessary to better equip the young generation in a knowledge-based society, no matter they are from rich or poor families.
But those from less affluent families would have financial difficulties if these programs are not subsidized. I have also proposed in my submission to provide learning difficulties assessments for all preschool children. It is equally important that children with learning difficulties be detected as early as possible to prevent their talents from being overlooked. The above proposal are meant to groom the next generation of the underprivileged in our society. Besides, twelve years of free education and voucher for kindergarten, we need quality schooling. Allocation of resources is not good enough. We need to see public money well spent, with the government taking advice from educators. We need to put wise heads together to formulate policy that makes sense. In a recent court ruling. On the marriage right of transsexual, the judge make it clear that the government should consult the public on controversial issues. I cannot agree with the notion that fundamental rights of the minorities should be depending on the approval of the majority, but the judge rightly observed that the government does not seek to hear people's view on fundamental issues, like how do we deal with our changing economy. The positioning of Hong Kong in the Big China context. What plan do we have for our aging population? And most important of all, how do we fight poverty? What the government cares instead are the property developers, who reaps profit from our people to the extent that people's livelihood is endangered. We see from the recent consultation conducted by the government that they are only beating round the bush. Instead of heading on to the core of the problem, therefore, we have consultation on whether the government should subsidize people for purchase of property, instead of how to provide for affordable housing. We have consultation on subsidy for healthcare insurance, instead of sustainable healthcare system and quality healthcare services. In addition, the government may consider giving small money on transportation instead of cutting fare charged by monopolistic operators. In short, the government could consider giving sweeties in bits and pieces to pacify the angry public, but these painkillers cannot rectify the injustice in our system. The government has always wanted to reduce the power of the legislature too, so that legislator cannot effectively check and balance the power of the executive. In their bid to reduce the size of the Clearwater Bay Country Park for the expansion of the landfill. They cite a legal opinion that the Legislative Council has no right to amend or to repeal the Chief Executive's order. What they are doing is effectively creating another constitutional crisis themselves. What can we, as a legislator, do to hold the government accountable to the underprivileged, given that not even the constitutional duty of the Legislative Council is recognized and respected? Mr. Jiang talked of strong governance for the people in his very first policy address. Echoing the main theme of his unopposed election campaign back in 2005, in which he portrayed himself as a visionary leader, years down the way, it might have been strong government in the sense of reinforcing our executive dominant system. Yet it is apparent that it was not governance for the people. Though the days of Mr. Zhang's administration are numbered, he has a duty to lay the track of sustainable development for Hong Kong and its people. He should make good use of the remaining twenty months to go full force ahead to rectify the systemic injustice arises from economic and political monopoly enabled by the lack of democracy. From Sid in Hong Kong, Hong Kong.